West Tigers fans, the wait is over. The boys are back playing footy this weekend as they take on the New Zealand Warriors. And we're going to preview the game here on the West Life podcast. Welcome into another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, West Tigers fans, the footy is back. How good. So pumped to finally see some footy coming up this weekend as we take on the uh, Warriors. They're they're calling the New Zealand Warriors. just the Warriors now, as isn't it? So Uh, um, One New Zealand Warriors. Uh, That's what I've seen. I don't know. They change these things all the time, but um, either way, the boys are in uh, across the ditch, getting ready to play some footy. We're going to preview that game tonight. It's a two-man roster tonight. Today uh, is, or tonight rather as well, is Valentine's Day. So uh, Rob Stradamus is um, Casanova Damus, or, or Rob <laughs> Ross Ross Rob's Nova. Ross Nova. Rob's Rob's Nova. Rob's Nova. Yeah, he's he's on a he's on a hot date tonight with uh, with the misses for Valentine's Day. So no Roberto tonight. So just as and I to preview uh, this game tonight. How are you doing this evening, as? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Josh. G'day everyone listening in. Hope you're all having a lovely Wednesday. I'm just excited for the footy to be back. Like we get to watch the first trial tomorrow night. I know we don't play until Sunday, but still. We've got trial footy on tomorrow with the dogs and the storm, and it it just all is starting to feel a lot more real now. I mean, every weekend between now and the grand final, uh, which is the first Sunday in October, we've got footy every mm. weekend. Varying... Except for the, the two weekends that we're going to have no footy after next weekend because well, there's actually, no, no footy. We, we do still have footy because the um, it goes straight from the second week of trials into the Vegas games into the rest of round one. Okay, so no West Tigers for you. No, yeah, no, no break West... in, in general, but no, none for us. Okay, you're, you're including the uh, the rest of the league. Um, yeah, I was the talking rest of the West, league. <laughs> the rest of the league. So um, we can watch everyone bash each other up before the uh, the boys start playing for points. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the boys, they're in Queenstown today. Uh, you've never been to Queenstown, have you, as? Never been overseas, unfortunately. I want to, uh, so, but never been yet. So I went to Queenstown in 20... What year was that? 2013. Awesome place. Beautiful. I highly recommend uh, everyone, whether you like adventure sports or not, Queenstown's one of the one of the most beautiful places in the world uh, to go and see, like literally the mountain. Uh, Colorado reminds me a lot of... Very similar as well in terms of the... Uh, yeah, the mountain scenery and you fly, literally when you fly into Queenstown, it's very cool. You literally fly through the mountains down to the airport. It's incredible, incredible place. And yeah, I highly recommend, uh, yeah, do some bungee jumping, have some Ferg Burger. One of the boys got a Ferg Burger today. But Benji, he did a press conference and after they did the, uh, the speedboat tour and as you'll pick up in the audio here, I've got a couple of clips. There's um there's no better place to do a press conference as than with a supercharged V8 boat driving in the background. But um so they obviously look like a lot of fun though. It it did. I didn't actually do that in Queenstown. Uh, I only did the bungee and the the luge. I think the little cars that you ride down the hill. Um, but yeah, here's uh, a couple of clips from Benji just talking about what they've been up to in New Zealand this week. Well, we've done a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hard training, and uh, this part's about trust and connecting. And um, in all the places I've been in the world, this is one of the best places I know how to do that. And for the boys to come here, spend a bit of time together, get away, um, and then do ac- activities like shot over jet and stuff like that, um, takes your focus away from constant 24-7 footy. And uh, I think it would be better for us in the long run being here. Most of our pre-season's almost finished. It's time to play now, so we've done all the hard work. Um, can't get much hotter than 40 degrees in Australia anyway, so um, we've done the hard work. This is about just team building, connecting, um, building the trust between each other, and um, it's all time to play now. 
Yeah, I've always thought it's weird. I've probably mentioned this on the show in the past. Look, I'm not a sports scientist. Don't pretend to be, but I always find it weird. And I guess it's come up a little bit with the uh, young Manly um, player. I can't remember his name who passed away in preseason training a couple of years ago. And that kind of came up recently because he died basically of heat stroke. I never understood. So as far as I can understand the limited knowledge of uh, biomechanics and sports science that I do have, you basically want to train your body in an environment that it's you want it to perform in. And I just don't understand why teams train in 40-degree heat. I, I mean, they don't really have any other choice, I guess, because they live in Australia. But in a game where almost every game they play is at night, so they train in the morning, but they play at night in the middle of winter, and they train in the mornings on hot summer days. I, I never truly understood that. But, yeah, bees it may. I think... Uh, beyond that, as I think a good mental break for the boys, as Benji said, they're a long summer of hard training and getting over to a place like Queensland. Obviously, they're playing New Zealand anyway, so it kind of um, it was not forced upon them. But yeah, but uh, it might be a good thing for the the boys either way. Yeah, having the, having the last couple of summers being um, rather cold and wet by comparison, this one being a hotter one has probably had a bit more of an effect on the boys. So I do like the idea of the whole squad getting together, spending some time doing some team building and actually being able to now focus on the game in the conditions that they're likely to play in. Um, and I, <clears throat> I mentioned this to my dad earlier, but I actually really like what Benji's done and taken the whole squad over there, even the guys who aren't playing just to keep mm. the squad together. And I think, like I said on Monday, that's why I thought it was really, really good that we didn't have any players selected for the All-Stars game because it meant the whole squad could stay together and do this. Um, and I think it's just really good to see the way Benji wants to coach, um, wants to keep the team together, wants to keep that cohesion building. And yeah, how the guys who aren't playing this weekend, like Alex Twal, are still um, training the house down, so to speak. This is Tiger 24's 7th comment here. He said... Rugby union teams will go to South Africa to do altitude training, which, yeah, kind of makes sense. Uh, I guess you could, I don't know what the highest peak, I'm assuming places in New Zealand you can um, do altitude training. I'm pretty sure Souths did, they went to America, I think, for camp and did a bit of altitude stuff a few, I think that was pre COVID that they were doing yeah, I, that as well. I think I remember something, something mm. similar to that. Yeah. Obviously, the Russell Crowe link. I think helped, but yeah, I mean, it costs, it's all, there's cost and uh, that sort of thing. Maybe the Panthers, I think they're building a, out Penrith way, they're building an indoor skiing, uh, basically it's a, an indoor skiing snow ar arena, I guess you call it, call it, out Penrith way. So I don't know, maybe, You're maybe right. the Panthers, maybe the Panthers can do preseason training in the, in the snow in Penrith in summer. <laughs> You'd never be able to say that in, in any other context, would you? Yeah, uh, unless global warming, yeah, does uh, a day after tomorrow. But anyway, enough um, weather talk. A little bit, another clip here from Benji talking about how he expects to, uh, basically, how he wants the team to play this year. Um, yeah, it's been good, uh, challenging at times. Um very different being in charge of 36 players and um, another eight development guys you know so it's been um, tough but at the same time really enjoying it um, I like to be able to put my own sort of spin on things and uh, do things for the team that I like doing it and um, you yeah, know we haven't played a game yet but I've enjoyed it so far. Can, like I mean your playing style are we likely to see that try and come out in in this team or like is there mm. anything that viewers can replicate into your coaching role? Um, I think it's unfair for me to, I guess, um, try and coach the players to play how I played because they're a lot different, um, and I played quite differently, you know. So for me, um, I'll coach them to their strengths, and uh, you won't see much footy like how I played. No. Yeah. Um, how was that? Man, a throaty V eight with Benji's voiceover. It might be the uh, perfect storm of pleasure for me as there, but um, <laughs> yeah. Benji mentioning something quite interesting there as, and we talked about it on our Patreon Discord today, actually. Rob 
said he was a little bit concerned. Benji saying that they're not going to try and play basically the footy that we all grew to love when Benji was playing, I guess a, a more fast style. He's saying the team that he has doesn't really lend to that. So maybe expecting a bit more of an Ivan Cleary-esque kind of grind sort of team this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards that as well. I think that's probably the way the team is going to want to try to play. I think Appy said something recently, um, or it might have been on that uh, podcast he joined early in the offseason, uh, where he basically mentioned they tried to play a certain way under Sheenzy and mm. it wasn't working for them. Um, so to try and get back in the grind this year is probably going to be the way to go about it. Um, and I think that will probably suit the team a lot more. I mean, hopefully we still see them scoring points mm. um, and better at attack, particularly in the red zone, because we didn't have that last year. Yeah. Uh, so hope, hopefully there is still that improvement that we see because we need to. We're not going to win too many games if we don't improve our attack and improve our defense because they were both pretty awful last year. But yeah, I think I think um, the grindy sort of style, uh, spend the first 20 minutes kicking to the corners, getting into the grind with teams, holding them out, and then capitalizing on some hopefully tired defenders. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it's a, it just lends itself to being in the game as well. I Like, I mentioned the Ivan Cleary era. I know we hate talking about that man now, but the the team got some pretty big wins against uh, who was it, the Storm in Melbourne, and uh, what was the other big team that we beat back then? And it's basically they'll grind it out sort of game. So if you don't let score team score four tries on you, uh, that max let a, yeah only a couple of tries in, you're always in the game. So. Uh, I'll take that over, yeah, the, the the likeliness of having 40 put on us. So if, yeah, win win however we can. Grind it out. If it has, yeah, win 2-0. I don't care. Just uh, yeah, concede concede less points, as you said there. As right uh, moving on, speaking of conceding points, David Nofaluma, he is off to uh, England. He has signed with the Salford Reds which was uh, reported today. And some interesting quotes from Nofa here. So I'm just opening up the Fox Sports article here. Uh, he said, uh, I think it's a good, I think for myself, it's a good move for me to get out of Sydney and experience what it's like over in Europe. I'm excited about it. I got a taste of a new club when I went down to Melbourne. So I know what it's like to be in a new environment. It's a fresh start. Um, Nofaluma said he was hurt by the way he, uh, his time at the Tigers ended. He said, obviously, it's disappointing. It hurts me personally. A lot of times, people don't realize we're humans before athletes. Instead of dealing with it on a personal level, there's no need to go to the press. Uh, I don't think it's a nice thing to do. It shows what type of club you are. I don't have to deal with that anymore, which is a good thing. A bit of a dig there, as. Yeah, I agree with some of the stuff he said in the entire article but i don't agree with that um that was I, I don't think it's fair to take a shot at your club after you've departed i mean we've seen it before with other players i'm pretty sure ryan madison uh did it i think ghana may have had a bit of a jab at the club too maddie eisenhuth as well like you leave a club like like ours who hasn't been successful and you go to a successful club i, I guess maybe you feel like the sun shines out of your ass a little bit more but um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think Noffa went about this interview the right way. Um, I think he's probably going to get a lot of his fans even further offside, um, unfortunately. Yeah, the, it, get, it gets better. The way Fox Sports have done this article, I think they've actually put the juiciest stuff at the back end uh, of the article. So me and Benji were really close. He said, I still remember he reached out to me when he was at the Broncos feeder club. Uh, to see if he could come back to the Tigers, to speak to the hierarchy at the Tigers to help him come back. I uh, kind of got him back because we played in the early years, and when he came over, he set up a lot of my tries in 2020 when I got the Daily M Winger of the Year and Player of the Year for the Tigers. There's a lot of good things we've done together. I understand it's a business, and for me, I do have a lot of respect for him, even though it's happened in the way they did. At the end of the day, he is a coach who needs to make decisions, and I respect that a lot. So not for claiming the Benji return as was uh his his doing 
Yeah, I'm not 100% sure it went that way. I think there was probably a lot more going on behind the scenes there than just Noffa saying to the coach, hey, bring Benji back, I think. Well, sounds like he went to Lee by the sounds of it. Oh, Lee, yeah. Or well, maybe mm. he went to Lee, I don't know. Same mm. from what you can see in this article, he's, it looks like. He said hierarchy. Yeah, he said the, oh, the hierarchy. hierarchy. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah, could have been could have been could have been Ivan as well, I guess. Could also have been Justin. Yeah. But all, Although that's all probably a bit less likely. Uh he said the last year or two there were times of struggle where I struggled a bit trying to pull things together in terms of playing. A lot of Tigers fans still appreciate me and love me because they still remember all the good things I've done for them. These days, rugby league is a business. If I was to give out advice to any young athlete, don't take loyalty. It's got in brackets there as an expectation. So I guess he said something along those lines. Uh, once I left the Tigers originally to Melbourne, I felt this is very interesting, this part. I felt like I had left there. As you can see, it brought my footy back to life. I didn't know what to expect coming back. It was sad to come back. Once I left, I felt my time with the Tigers was done. Then it, I eventually came back and it wasn't the same. When I left the first time, I felt like I left for good. I actually didn't want to come back with contracts and loan deals. You were obliged to them. I came back and you know how the season went. The team won the wooden spoon. So, yeah, plenty of salt there, as. Yeah, um, he. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to really comment on. Um, obviously, the team did struggle while he was there. You could say he was a part of it. You could say maybe he didn't have as much to do with it as some uh, like other players who um, performed worse. But all in all, it's it's really hurtful to the club, uh, to the players who are still there, and to the fans who are sticking by the club um, to hear things like this being said. So that's mm. pretty disappointing. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's uh, going to send a Benji a Christmas card from England come uh, come December. But yeah, enough about Nofaluma. Let's get on with 2024 stuff and the game. Uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday of afternoon, uh, Sydney time. So I guess 4 o'clock New Zealand time. Uh, team list has been released. So 28 players on the list will go backs and forwards for this one. So uh, back line, we have Dream Buller at fullback on the wings, Charlie Staines and Junior Tupo. Uh, Solomona Fatape, is that right, As I think it's Fatape or something like that. That's probably okay. would be my guess. He's in one center. Declan Casey, the other. Now, uh, halves combo, it looks like, I would assume this is going to be the spine for come around two, Jaden Sullivan at 5'8", and Aiden Caesar in the halves as. So, yeah, we'll, it'll be um, their spots to lose. Lockie Galvin is on the bench there, but it'd be theirs to lose, you would think, as. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting as well. I think whenever those two are on field with Jareem and Appy, who we'll get to later as well, um, if that's our first choice spine, I think what we see from them during however long they're all on field together will probably give us a rough idea of what we're going to see um, throughout the season and what they've actually been working on. Uh, a few people asking about Declan Casey. Yes, I believe he was. He's on a, a training trial and did come from the Bulldogs. So uh, he's 24, 24 years of age. So, yeah, see how he goes. So, yeah, a few... Look, the centre position, obviously no Olam. We'd all love to see Olam, but that's that's fine, I guess. And uh, Fatape as well in there, uh, who's obviously quite young. So it'd be interesting to see uh, if they can earn a spot. I guess the centres is somewhere, if you're going to crack through for a spot at the club, outside backs uh, is probably it. So uh, on the bench... So I've got a bit of inf information about these guys. So the backs on the bench, Lachlan Galvin wearing 14, Josh Felity wearing 15, Heath Mason 22, Alex Lobb 23, 25 is Nav Willett and 28, Sionilla Sio Sio Toa Vahu. Uh, a bit of info about each of them. So Lachlan Galvin, uh, look, if you're living under a rock, if you haven't heard Lockie Galvin's, Name as a West Tigers fan. So he's still only 19. Uh, sorry, so he's only 18. Hasn't even turned. He turns 19 
in July. He's in our top 30 for this year. So he's the young half that everyone has a wraps on. He played six for the Australian schoolboys last year. He was in the Harold Mats for the Magpies in 2022 that went undefeated and reports lately that he's 193 centimetres tall and 91 kilos as. That's a big boy for a, for a half. Yeah, absolutely. I remember seeing him um, when the club had him on their their summer series of the Behind the Raw uh, show, and he looked quite tall. I was actually surprised to see how tall he was, considering he is a half. Mm, yeah, it's a it's a big boy. Uh, Josh Fillardy, we obviously, we've seen him uh, in first grade, but it's easy to forget he's only 19 years old as well. So he's not 20 towards, he's younger, he's 20 in September. So no, sorry, he's older. He's half a year older. Uh, he's in the top 30 this year. He was, even though he played first grade last year, it's his first time in the top 30. Uh, young Heath Mason, he's on a training trial. Uh, St. Greg's Jr. played Australian schoolboys last year as well with Lockie Galvin and played Jersey Flegg. Uh, for the Tigers last year, you'll notice he usually wears a white headgear. Uh, I love that Alex Lobb is wearing 23 as, so the big big jumping, uh, 196 centimetre tall. Lobb we got from the Dragons, so yeah, wearing obviously 23. Michael Jordan, uh, I guess LeBron James when he wants to wear 23 as well. Uh, yeah, he was Dragons... Uh, Michael Clark, Shane Warne, plenty of 23s out there. Oh, yeah, but I didn't even think of Buddy Franklin. He was 23 uh, as well. But look, it's all about the GOAT, uh, Michael Jordan. Was uh, Dragons, yeah, New South Wales Cup player of the year last year and second top point scorer in the comp in the cup as well. He can kick goals, which is very handy as of all the players uh, I'm interested to see a lot of them as, but this guy, I'd love for him to crack a top 30 spot. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I'm safe to assume he's probably going to be our goal kicker uh, in reserve grade this year where he's likely to spend most of the year. Um, and that would be really good if we score points in reserve grade would be would be awesome. Um, but I think even the, the development players and the train and trials trialists this year, I think I remember reading somewhere that they're eligible to play from round one, or at least one of those two categories of players are eligible to play from round one this year. It might be the development players. Right. I don't remember though. Um, someone might need to mention, uh, yep. confirm or deny for me in the comments. Not too sure. Uh, number 25, Nav Willett. He's a center 20, 20 year old. So he'll be in the flag side. This year, he's a country boy from Tari, and he almost played for the Swans as, apparently. He was offered a contract with the Swans, chose the Tigers and said, so you would have been supporting him either way, your two teams. Hey, that works for me. And 28, Sione Latuvahu. Sorry, Sione, for butchering uh, your name twice there. Uh, he's a center. He was Jersey Flag Player of the Year last year as well. So plenty um, plenty of hype around some young kids. Be interesting to see how they go. Anyone else in the heart, before we go into the forwards, as anyone in the back line keen to uh, watch on Sunday? I'm looking forward to watching both of the centres um, to see them press their case for potential selection through the year. Uh, Charlie Staines is someone I'm hoping to see on one of our wings come round two as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing him running out there again after what was unfortunately a very troubled season um, with that operation he required last year and then another injury in the Raiders game uh, down in Canberra. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of talent in the backs, um, especially on the bench as well. And I just want to answer a question in the comments that we had earlier, someone said uh, they were keen to see. Yeah, Jamie Anderson was hoping to get a look at Latu Fainu in the halves, but he's not there. Uh, reason why he's not there is because he's suspended. He was suspended during the international games at the end of last year. So because he was suspended by the IRLC, which is the International Rugby League Committee, he's eligible to sit out a, his suspension, his one-game suspension in the trials. Whereas mm. a player like, um, what's his name for the Roosters, who was suspended for... Jaguera? Uh, 
that's the one um, mm. for what he did to Appy and Stefano. He was mm. suspended by the NRL, so he can't sit out his suspension in the trials. There you go. The stats man with uh, coming up the goods again. There you go. Uh, yeah, a couple of comments too. Coming, a lot of people mentioning Willett. So Murray saying uh, Willett will replace Tupo. Of course, Tupo going to the Dolphins the next year. So, yeah, it would be nice to see if we can find a replacement for Toops as well. Jamie Anderson again. Nav Willett has a Tyrell Sloan style about him. And Hamish Walker saying that uh, Willett would be interesting to watch. So number 25, keep an eye out for him when he comes on. Obviously, yeah, players are going to come on and off a lot. There's no uh, no limits on interchanges. So uh, Tom Smith, he asked about thoughts on Naden. I thought uh, I would like to see him get a spot. Yeah, I, I would say that it's coming back an injury. There's no point in playing him in a trial. So just taking it easy with him. We'll see if he plays uh, next week against the Dragons. He is over in New Zealand, though, as? Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he yeah. is. Um, Twoll and Bateman and a couple of the other players who we'd probably expect to be playing first grade throughout the year mm. or in, in the starting 17. They're all over there. Uh, on to the forwards. So Stefano and David Klemmer. I'm kind of surprised David Klemmer's playing in this with his age. But, um, yeah, two big, big boppers uh, in the front row. Api Korosau at hooker. Isaiah Papali'i, one second rower. Azua, Asu Kepa'oa, the other. Alex Seafarth at lock. On the bench, 16, Fanua Pole. 17, Samuela Fainu. So we do have uh, a couple of Fainus playing. 18, Kit, Kitlo Lili. Oh, really got He's going to play first grade soon. I really need to learn his name. Kitlo Lili. I should. This, this is why it's your job normally. As I should have left it to you. I shouldn't have taken it. I'm, I was surprised that you didn't leave it to me. Yeah. Uh, Sione Fainu at 19. Jake Jake Sim Simkin. Yep. Um. 21. Talenta Silva. 24. Tony. Oh, I need. I need Rob for Suka. Suka. I need Rob to. Suka. Suka is probably what I would say. Yeah. I need, I need the the. Uh, the Arab of the show to tell me that one. Uh, and Nick Louis, 25, Nick Louis Tosso. Tosso? Tosso? Um, they really should, look, in my defense, they really need to send out, um, or maybe there should be like a page or something. I know on uh, Basketball refer- Reference, which is basically a massive stat site for the NBA, they actually put a, th- pretty sure they put a thing how you pronounce the player's name in brackets. So maybe the NRL needs to do that. Uh, Ruben Porter at 27. So before I talk about some of the young kids that some people might not know about as, pretty pretty strong uh, forward pack there. Yeah, absolutely. The only player I think who's in that forward pack currently who won't be there come round two is Asu Kapoa, and that's because Bateman is still recovering from that injury he, he had. Um, in the preseason before he came back to Australia that he was still kind of nursing when he got here. So that's why he's there. And I think other than that, the rest of that is pretty stock standard to what we'll see in the team come round two, except maybe Safarth who may be on the bench um, mm. for another player. So there's, there's a lot there to like and a lot there to look forward to um, Stefano and Clem, our big front row combo will probably get 20 to 25 minutes of game time, I think. And, um, might get a little bit more in the second trial. I probably imagine in the second trial we won't be playing 28 players. We'll probably play more like 21 or 22 or maybe even 20 just to fine-tune for round two a little bit. Oh, but it is it is good to see that um, so many of the youngsters are getting a run um, and so many of our expected pack are getting a run too. Uh, I think by, by the end of the game, I think the the first basically 13 will be off the field. So oh yeah. It's yeah. it's it's basically two teams. I think everyone everyone will get a decent run, I, w- I would say. Uh so yeah, some of those bench players, Fanua Pole, we all know him already. Uh Samuela Fainu, so obviously one of the Fainu brothers. He's 20 year old front row forward. Uh Kit, someone did who was it in the comments? So Jamie Anderson again. Lou Leahy. Lou Leahy. 
Thanks for that. Uh, debuted, yeah, last he played last game of last year. Um, he was born in 2005, so he's not even 19 years old yet. Uh, he's a lock and he captained the Magpies, undefeated Harold Matt's side in 2022. He's still on a development contract, so um, he'll probably play. So last year he played SG Ball, Jersey Flag, New South Wales Cup and NRL in one year. Uh, so I guess I think Callum, he, Callum was the same, wasn't he? Uh, possibly in, in a bit of a in a bit of a quicker quicker time Ramp span up. because he was he mm. was SG Ball or whatever, and then he had like one or two weeks in each of um, mm. the lower grades before being thrown into first grade against the Storm of all teams. Uh, Sione Fainu, he's twenty two, so a little bit older front rower. Uh, he's been with the club since twenty twenty two. Uh, he's only, but he's only played for Cup. He hasn't played first grade yet. Jakey Simkin, we obviously well aware of Jakey. Talent Silva. So he's yeah, obviously played a decent. He played five games for us last year. He's not. He is still eighteen years old. He he, uh, he looks like he's bulked up a little bit in the uh, off season. As starting to get a bit of a man's body on him. I've seen that too. He's looking. He's looking good. Yeah, looking jacked. As so, yeah, he. He looked look, he showed heaps of good signs. I'm I'm excited for Talon the Silver. He's gonna be a hell of a talent and showed a lot of good signs last year, but yeah, was bullied a little bit by uh what you expect for yeah, he's still still growing. So uh Tony Sukar, uh or Saka, Saka, maybe it's Suck. Any um any of our Lebanese listeners in the in the comments, please uh put the phonetic way to say S U K K A R. Uh, second rower, 19 years old. He's a Balmain junior, so he's played Matt Matson Ball for Balmain, and he actually played in the for us in the preseason games last year. But he played Jersey Flag for the entire year last year. Uh, Nick Louis Tosso, he's 27 year old. He was a Dragons. Uh, he came across in the Dragons with uh, Alex Lobb and played a bit of Queensland Cup before that. And Ruben Porter, he's 26-year-old back rower, plays in or plays lock or center, uh, Cook Island representative, and played for Norse last year in the uh, New South Wales Cup grand final where they lost to the Rabbitohs, I believe. Sim Colgate saying Suka, Suka. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, as any of those young kids are excited to see play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of Kit Lauli'i because we only got to see him in just that one game, but he looks like a hell of a talent, and I'm looking mm. forward to seeing him get more of a run. Um, he may not get too much of a a go this year unless we have injuries, which hope, hopefully we don't because we need to have our team stay together. Um, and Sione Fainu, I think I'm looking forward to seeing him get more of a run Samuel Afenu, he's obviously, like his brother, supposed to be one hell of a talent, um, like Latu as well. So that whole family is supposed to be uber talented, and I'm looking forward to seeing all of them get a run. Ruben Porter, like Richard Smith said, he's a, he's a big unit and um, looks like he can play as well. So there's a lot to like in, in our juniors and in our um, uh, reserve players. And yeah, just there's a lot of talent at the club. and. Mm. The trial is going to be a good way for us to get a bit of a glimpse of pretty much all of it. Yeah, that's that's what I like about these. I like honestly couldn't care care less about the regular. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how the spine uh, combine together. But I mean, if Steph and Clem don't light the world on fire, I'm not going to care. They're going to be there anyway. It's these young kids coming through who are going to just go hard. They're trying to impress. Yeah, I I know. Um, uh, what was his name? The trial at Gosford when uh, Rui, like, yeah, was uh, going, going hard. Rua, sorry, not Rua. Yeah, who's at Manly now, I think? I think so. Like, yeah. so many other players. Yeah, I was, I really thought he was going to be our, uh, um, our hectic cheese. So, yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, just get excited about all these juniors. It does. The result doesn't matter. So your emotional attachment to the scoreboard isn't the same in this. If we, if we don't win on the scoreboard, it doesn't matter. So it's more about yeah, seeing what the players are like, get the rust off, and yeah, 
see some young kids come through and impress. I'd like to see if we could be leading at halftime because obviously we're just about to talk about mm. the Warriors a little bit, but they haven't named as many of their main players as we have. So if we're leading at halftime, I think that's a good indication of how the team could be looking for the season just in the in the way that um, while we're while we've got more of our main main guys on the field, it would be good to see them doing a bit of doing a bit of the work, uh, putting putting some decent numbers up there and showing us what we might be able to expect throughout the season. Right. As I'm going to leave the the New Zealand team. To you, you go, go, go I thought it. you might. <laughs> mm. um, am I list, listing off all of them? Yeah, just maybe, um, maybe do the first thirteen. We'll talk about the first thirteen. Alrighty. Uh, so their fullback is Tane Tuapiki. Their wingers are Setu Tu and Captain Marcelo Montoya, Ali Leatua, and some bloke called Roger Tuavasa Shek are their centers. Heard of him? Halves are Chanel Harris Tavita and Luca Metcalf. Bunty Afoa and Tom Arle are the props. Freddie Lussick at hooker. Jackson Ford and Jacob Laban are the second rowers. And Kalani going is the lock. Yeah, so obviously a few recognisable names in there, but some who aren't. Obviously, Sheck Montoya. Uh, Luke Metcalf, where did he come from? He's only new to the Warriors this year. Uh, I can't remember. Um, some oh, Luke Metcalf, Manly maybe. Not sure. Uh, any other names in there? Uh, he played for the Sharks. That's right. Oh, the Sharks. His name. Name. Recognize his name. Um, any names in there? As obviously, Roger, seeing Roger back for the uh, mm-hmm. the Warriors is is pretty cool. So, uh, look, I I like the Wars. I think. They're almost everyone's second favorite team, but yeah, not how many of these names do you reckon will be in their round one side as most of their, like ours, uh, some of their forward pack will be there. Obviously Bunty Afoa will probably be a starter. Uh, Freddie Lussick and Tom Arley, potentially bench players. Jackson Ford will likely be there somewhere as well. Um, Marcelo Montoya, I'm expecting will probably be a winger throughout the year in RTS will likely be one of the centers. So there's a lot, there is a fair chunk of their team there. Luke Metcalf, I'm not sure where we, where he would play through the year, but could um, play a little bit potentially as well. Uh, Tane to a at fullback. Um, he was, he played a couple of games for them last year too. when um, their fullback, I forget who it was. Uh, was it Nickel Cookstar? I think was their fullback last year. Um, whenever he was out injured or what, for whatever reason, uh, Tane stepped in. I think there was a game on the Gold Coast that he played and he absolutely lit the world on fire when Chance had to go off for HIA um, and was and looked really good doing it. So they have a lot of talent um, and we're going to get to see some of that on display on Sunday as well. Metcalf did play for the Warriors, played the second half of the year, the Warriors okay. last year. Um yeah, uh, yeah. Not you want to go through the bench as yeah. Not too much to talk about. Look, it's not because it's not a actual game. When the year comes comes on for real, we'll get uh, opposition fans like last year. Hey, just saw Rob's in the comments. There we go. He's tuning in. Uh, I hope your date's going well, Roberto. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get some opposition fans on to talk more about the opposition. We don't really care that much in terms of, like I said, the result doesn't really matter uh, when it comes to this weekend. So speaking of Rob, Rob Shadamus, I, I sent Rob a message and said, look, we need something for Rob Shadamus for the for a preview show. I don't know. I don't know if you can gamble on the trials. Maybe you can. You shouldn't be able to because... You could last year, I think. Um, so I didn't bother asking for a footy bet because it's a trial. So knowing Rob comes back to me, he's got four, uh, three winners for Flemington on Saturday. So race six, number two, Molly Nickers. Uh, race eight, number four, Imperatries. Uh, race number nine, number 12, Jimmy Star. So all favorites there, I think. So maybe you can multi them. Together, gamble responsible. So, Rob Sedamus coming up with uh, 
couple of ponies to bet this weekend. Uh, and just to confirm, you can actually, on one particular bookie, you can actually bet on the trials. Mm. We're $1.85 favourites over the Warriors, $1.95. So there you go. Mm. Uh, I'm looking on SB and I can't see a market for our game. Yeah, I was, I'm on SB as well yeah. and that's where I found it. Huh. I wonder why it's not coming up on mine. Rugby League, uh, upcoming... Pre-season challenge. Oh yeah, dollar eighty-five, dollar ninety-five. There you go. The line, <laughs> the line is point five. Uh, there's no, no exotics yet, so no try scorers or anything. Yeah, very, very limited markets. Mm, maybe come when it gets a bit closer to the weekend. Maybe, I mean, I've just, ha- I, I've can. just had a look at tomorrow night's game, the Dogs and the Storm, and there are a lot more markets for that one. So yeah, it looks like you can bet on the, bet on the trials. Hmm. Okay. Bet, gamble responsibly. If anyone has uh yeah, is a betting company out there and would like to sponsor us on the show this year, podcast at westlife.com. Uh speaking of supporting the show, the Patreon uh there's our tips ready to go. Uh as well. Uh patreon.com forward slash Westlife if you want to support the show. I've got the guys to ask a few questions tonight because you thought the show would be a bit quicker. Uh, so just opening up the Discord now. Uh, where are we at? So what have we got? What have the boys and girls got for us tonight? Uh, Dream Buller, I am single, asks, who wore it best uh, bleached hair edition? Can you think of, we talked a little about Appy's bleached hair on Monday's episode. Can you think of the best bleached hair Oh, I mean, out of our club, it was really only Noffa and Abby who I've seen had to do it. I don't, I don't, mm. I can't remember off the top of my head if we've had any other players um, rock the bleached hair. So I'll, I'll I don't think I'm happy. I don't think I mentioned on Monday Jimmy Barnes in the early 2000s when he had bleached hair um, and was like super skinny because he was doing a lot of cocaine allegedly. So um, maybe, maybe it's Barnesy for me. He, if you remember, he sung at the 2000 Olympics with bleached hair. So, yeah, um, I don't remember that. Yeah, I was seven. Yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, he was pretty heavily into into stuff back then, but he's sober now and coming back from open heart surgery. So, love you, Barnsley Tigers fan as well. For uh, for New fan club, okay, noons. Uh, what are the key positional battles are you most looking at during the preseason and who do you predict coming out on top when round one team lists drop? Um, yeah, we kind of talked about it already. I would say this, the outside backs, as I would say the spine is a lock. I don't, I can't see... Look, it'd have to be look pretty bad in the trials for our one, six, seven, nine to not be as they are. I would say outside backs. Well, our one will be our one, and our nine will be our nine. It's literally just the six and seven. Uh, that That is where the questions are going to lie. And, yeah, I have to agree. What we see lining up for the first 20 to 30 minutes, or maybe first half on Sunday, will probably be what we're looking at come round two. Um, otherwise, I think, like I, I think I mentioned a few times last year that, yeah, Latu is a hell of a talent, and he's going to be a great player. But I think while he's still as young as he is, we need to see a lot more of him in reserve grade, um, plying his trade, learning from the players who are there um, and the the coaching staff and kind of just working his way up. And I think spending a year in reserve grade showing us what he's capable of is going to be the best thing for his development. Um, so I think we probably won't see too much of him in first grade through the year unless there's obviously an injury. Uh, but I do think um, the way it is now with Sullivan and Caesar is likely what we'll have for the year. Uh, maybe 13 as well. Yeah, maybe 13. See who gets that. I feel like we haven't locked in who the 13 is. Oh, I guess it might will probably be Bateman. I think he's probably our best bet. But uh, we'll I see think what happens. we'll probably see more of Matamua in 13 this year. Um, maybe Pole, but I think I think Pole is going to be more of a bench uh, front row 
rotation player, um, along with Twali, uh, kind of taking the load off those big boppers uh, through the middle of the game. I, I think that would probably be his best best role in this particular team. Safarth might be on the bench as well. Um, and I guess that's why he's getting a bit of a run in the 13. We'll, we'll get to see what he what he has to offer um, for however many minutes he plays this weekend. Uh, Brighton asks, following his completely majestic exit from the club, what are your favourite David Nofaluma moments and memories? Talked about this a little bit on Monday's show as well. Obviously, the the corner corner post try, as Rob put it, the miss kick by Benji. Um, favourite Nofa, and Rob also mentioned that Leichhardt, he scored a try in that Leichhardt game in the wet against the Cowboys. Um the kissing of the jersey, I guess. I think it was an Easter, might have been an Easter game. Kissing of the jersey, that was a good game. Any off the top of your head, as that you thought about since Monday? Yeah, one of one of my favourites is I don't know if it's the same one that Rob was talking about, but there was one at Leichhardt where he leapt from the ground and planted the ball down almost upside down, and the commentator, I don't remember who it was, said they had six tackles, but they won't need six; they'll only need the one. Um, and that was a pretty majestic put down. I also remember a game at ANZ Stadium back in, I think it might have been 2017, uh, where I commonly use the gif of this from. It's where he, uh, after scoring the try, got up and did kind of the Hulk bear pose type thing, which I thought was mm. really, really cool. And that's a fun gif, plus the one of uh, he's walking back after scoring a try at Leichhardt and gives the, gives the logo a bit of a pat. I think those are some of my favourite Noffa moments. It, the club really did mean a lot to him, particularly early on. It's, it's just a shame things have turned out the way they did. Rob Bashar, the comments here, he got, scored a double versus Para in 2022 when we beat Para for our first win of the year. Was that the Jackson Hastings That field was goal? the Jacko field goal, yep. Mm. Uh, that reminds me. That reminds me. Of, I was meaning to remember to mention this. So... Uh, someone told me this week. So we tweeted out about the Easter Monday game that you have to buy a membership for the Eels to get a ticket to Easter Monday game. So you don't actually need to do this. Someone told me this and uh, we've all got tickets for Easter Monday. We're all going with, yeah, the tickets, normal prices. All you need to do is have an Eels fan friend. I mean, that might be a bit hard because they are the most annoying people in the world. Parramatta Eels fans, massive whinges, don't recommend it. But if you do happen to come across an Eels fan friend who is a member, ask to borrow their member number and type that in as the code when you go into the ticket page for that game. Type in their member number, bang, unlocks all the tickets. So uh, a friend of mine, he's actually pretty good for a, for a para fan, doesn't whinge too much he yeah sent me his number boom got in bought tickets we're going easter monday uh yeah so get in there now get your tickets let's fill that stadium just like fuck these Parramatta eels trying to yeah do this to us again let's pack the place with um west tigers fans because yeah 2022 was a shit fight as well i end up getting an eels membership pack for just wanting to go to the game um yeah which was basically it's selling my soul to, to the devil numbers yeah so get in there borrow borrow someone's member number get in there get some tickets and fill the place because yeah 2022 it was there wasn't many of us but hey karma bit him on the bum and jacko's field goal got us over the line and the thousand or so of us there were very very happy leaving in the game. So uh, get on to Tiki Tech as well. Another thing I didn't mention as uh, Bo, she's been named in the centres for the All-Star game this weekend. So be keen to see Betty Walsh back as well. Yep. Disappointed that she's not at fullback, which is her preferred position, obviously, but you've got Corman Baxter there. So you can't go wrong with either of those two ladies in, um, in the fullback position. So, Looking forward, yeah, looking forward to seeing Bo out there doing her thing on Friday evening. 
Uh, right at next show. So we'll review this Sunday's game on Monday, 8.30 p.m. Um, yeah, Casanova Bashara will be back, Yeah, I would say, on Monday night to review this game. I believe it's on Fox as all games are on Fox this weekend, aren't they? Yep, all preseason challenge games are on, uh, streamed on Fox and KO. So take your pick of either of those two places to watch the game. Beautiful. So, yep. Yeah, tune in. We'll uh, break it all down. Hopefully, look, they win, lose. Like I said, win, lose. Who cares? Let's get through Touchwood injury free and the boys looking good and our new spine uh, forming some combos and young kids getting a good run. Anything else to add, As? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers it. Just stoked to have the footy back, and I'm looking forward to watching as many of the games this weekend as possible. And, yeah, bring it on. Uh, Mr. Bashara, you're in the comments. Says, if there's anything you want to add, you've got about 17 seconds to for me to <laughs> fill in. If there's a, a slight rant or something you'd like to uh, put in there, thanks to all the regulars tonight uh, joining us on a – Wednesday evening, even in the pre-season, you're all supporting us and our numbers are like yeah, really good again for everyone listening on audio, YouTube. Please yeah, like, subscribe, tell your friends, all that good stuff. And re remember, if you can't find any of our things, if you're listening on audio and you want to find our YouTube channel or you're watching on YouTube and you want to find the audio version, you just need to go to westtigers.com.au and that'll take you to our link tree as well. So just type in west, not west tigers with an S, drop the S, spell it incorrectly, .com.au and that's that'll bring up our link tree where you can find absolutely everything we, uh, we do. Righto, time's up. Roberto, we can hear his the soft. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The oh, the soft, soft siren. The soft no, the soft tones of his uh, beautiful oh. voice. <laughs> we'll hear we'll hear it on Monday. And until then, thank you everyone for listening. As always, as go the tigers. Go the tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at Patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm -hmm.